Welcome to Equip, tools for navigating real life. Welcome to the Equip podcast by Arise Ministries. We're happy you've joined us today. I'm Kim Heineke, Director of Operations at Arise Ministries, where our mission is to provide single moms with tools for navigating real life. So thank you for listening. Our topic today is going to be so encouraging for moms raising kids alone. Do you ever feel like you say the same thing over and over and eventually your children just tune you out? Wouldn't it be nice for the kids to hear other voices speaking the same message to them that's not the parent's voice and maybe it would finally sink in? And how can that be accomplished when there's not another adult under the roof? Well, today we have someone very special in our studio. He's going to give us some tips and some thoughts on how we can get our, the message that we're speaking to our kids to really resonate with them using different people around them. His name is Derek Sire, and Derek's degree is in Recreation Management with a Master's Degree in Theology. Derek's company, Omos Team Building, which means one mind, one spirit, allows him the opportunity to prove that growing together is better. For Derek, loving people is at the core of all he does, and that's why he's here today, to love on some single moms and give them helpful tips, finding others to come alongside them in their journey in motherhood. So Derek, welcome. Thank you very much. I'm excited to have you. We got to chat a few minutes before we started, and I know you're going to have lots of great things to share with our moms. So before we get started, why don't you tell us just a little bit about your home growing up? Yeah, so I uh, grew up uh, in North Tulsa, uh, Oklahoma, for those of you that are listening that are outside of Oklahoma. Um, it was a very vibrant home, uh, very musical, uh, athletic, uh, very busy, very active. Uh, my dad was uh, one of the pillars in uh, North Tulsa community, uh, and he was a coach. He coached five or six sports. He, tr- he drove the church van. He drove the school bus uh, that all the kids, you know, went to school uh, in, and uh, that was just very busy. So we had a very active community, very active home, and uh, it was lots of fun. Dad kept me busy. Lots of love there. That's exciting. I grew up in Tulsa as well. Yeah? What part of Tulsa? Uh, West Tulsa. Ooh. Yeah, so. Okay. You know, (laughs) it's a good place to be. Did you go to high school there? I did. I went to Webster High School. Okay. I don't even know what it's like now, but it's a beautiful campus. Yeah? And it was kind of one of those places where your parents went and Mm -hmm. your grandparents went, Mm -hmm. so so that was kind of fun. That's good. So you're here to talk about the Echo. Echo. And so tell us, as we're getting started, what is the Echo? The Echo. Oh, I like. See, I you got. That's good that you chose a title like that. That really resonates. So the echo. Um, it, was, it was something that uh, we use in mentoring, and uh, when you have a, a mentee, you want to make sure that they're not your primary source of anything. Mm-hmm. When you build a relationship with people, uh, that you're not a parent necessarily. Uh, you want to make sure that they are getting um, something from everyone. Right, And so when we started talking about this echo, it went from person to person that was in this group and saying, hey, are you saying the same thing that I'm saying? Okay. This person came to you with, an, with a problem or an issue. What did you say? Okay, cool. I just want to make sure that we're saying the same thing. <laughs> um, and, and that's something that we use in mentoring. And I started thinking that people probably do this all the time. They just don't have a name for it. Yeah. Have you ever went somewhere or listened to someone speak and you've been trying to figure out how to place something and they say it the exact same way that you're thinking right. it, but they kind of formalize it? Right. Right. That's what the echo effect is for us. Parents, they're looking for people to kind of say the same thing to their kids. Yes. In fact, they say it. They look for affirmation. 
if they're talking to their kid, they're like, isn't that right? They look to the person. We even, we even call the mom next to us and say, listen, when he says this, uh-huh. this is the message I'm giving him at home. I need you to say the same. You there know, like, you go. Back, we, but mom say, I need you to back me up. Uh-huh. I need you to back me up. <laughs> oh, man, that's mom and dad as well. Right, My right. wife and I, she was like, all right, listen, so when they come to you, make sure you're saying this. And I'm like, I wouldn't have said it that way, but I'm glad you told me because right. I would have totally let him stay up past bedtime. Like, I'm so glad. <laughs> same team, y'all. Same yeah, team. same team. So it's, uh, it's really good for, uh, for parents to kind of have this thing around them where they say it initially, boom, when you think of an echo, it's something that you say one time, boom, and it echoes, 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 echoes. Yeah, and it comes back. And it comes back. I love that. So maybe you answered this, but but who is part of the echo? Um, I think that varies from um, family to family, from person to person. Uh, For me, uh, with my, my children, uh, the echo is their aunt and uncles. Okay. It's, Tell uh, us how old your kids are while we're talking. Yeah, so I have a daughter that's 13, okay. uh, my son is 12, and they go to S- class in SAS here. Okay, okay. Yeah. Awesome. Um, so uh, for us, uh, it's uh, their their family, mm-hmm. uh, grandma, grandpa, uh, it's their godparents, it's their aunties, uncles. Uh, and it, the more it goes out, you start including coaches and mm-hmm. teachers. My daughter's in musical theater, so her vocal coach and uh, her musical theater director. Uh, my son is, is a music tech, and so he works with lights and sounds and building okay. stagecraft. Uh, he also plays soccer, so soccer coach. And then you start going out from there, right? And then you start getting uh, their friends' parents. Yes. Right, because they're spending time over there as well. Especially at that age, 12 and 13, uh-huh. that's kind of the age where they really are starting to think, hey, I think maybe my friends are cooler than my parents, mm. yeah, which they're not. they're not. Let's be so clear, they're not. They're not. They're not. <laughs> Said with an echo, I like yeah, it. Yeah, too. Yeah, and so I think it's really good that um, if you are able to build a community that surrounds your children, no matter where they go, uh, that they're part of the echo. Now, here's the cool thing about who's a part of the echo, is that in order to get people a part of the echo, you have to be intentional about it. Right. You don't pull people in uh, on accident. Sometimes those relationships happen organically, but for me, because I'm, I have such a precious commodity, such a precious jewel in my children. Right. I want to be intentional. I want to, on purpose, go out and introduce myself to teachers, yes. to coaches. Okay. When they hang out with their friends, I want to know who their friends' parents are. So how were. do you go about that? I mean, like, what what are the practical steps for somebody who said who's listening to this and they say, "Oh, that that sounds great. I want that for my kid." Yeah. So I like the things like introduce yourself to their teachers. Mm-hmm. But how do you, how do you make those connections with their friends and other people? Teachers are are easy. E- easier. Easy. Well, that's yes. true. <laughs> Let's be fair. That's true. Uh-huh. Yeah. So so uh, the, one of the first things I would tell people is to get out of the car. Get out of the car. Um, when you go to sporting events, athletic, when you go to practice, get out of the car. When you go to school and you drop them off, get out of the car. Yeah. When you take them over to their friends' houses, get out of the car. Sure. It's so easy to just pull up, unlock the door, boom, and they get out and run. And you mm-hmm. send them to God knows what. Doing who knows what. Who knows what. So yeah. first thing I would say, get out of the car. I love that. Yeah, when you get out of the car and you um, are uh, watching your kid practice or you're in the theater or you're uh, out on the field, conversation uh, can happen. Yeah. Right? You, it can't happen if you're in your car. Right? Yeah. And I know that we get so busy that you want to um, pay bills. Uh-huh. While you sit in the car while they're doing practice, you want to catch up on phone calls and text messages. Close your eyes for 10 minutes. Go to sleep, moms. take a nap. Yeah. I know um, I used to uh, hide food in my car because I know <laughs> if I brought it out, they were going to want it. So when they went in, I would stay in the car and I would eat a pizza or, you know, like, 
Like, I ate a whole pizza once because I knew if I took it in the house, it was going to be gone. My fear is that there is food already hiding in my car <laughs> that I don't know about. But you know, you don't want to eat that food. No, it's growing fur. It's been there for a while. But I, lo- I love that thought, get out of the car. Get out of the car. Second thing is, shake a hand. Okay. Shake a hand. Um, because if you get out of the car, you can sit by yourself, right? And you can do by yourself outside of the car what you intend on doing inside the car. Oh, that's good. Which is stay on your phone, eat a snack, catch up with people. Right. So first thing I would say, get out of your car. Get out of your car. When you drop them off at school, get out of your car. When you get out of your car and you're around people, go shake hands. So uh, I went up to my, my kid's school and I said my goal was to get everyone at the front desk to love me. That was my goal, right? <laughs> and when they love me, they'll call me when they see my kids doing things they aren't supposed to do. I give them all my cell phone number. Yeah. And so they text me before anything happens officially. Yes. Hey, Derek, we saw so-and-so. Nothing official has happened. Yeah, just heads up. Just heads up, right? Yeah. And then when I get past that first layer of administration, that first kind of layer, then I get to the teachers, yeah. right? And so now when I have my kid at school, I have principal, uh, assistant principal, front desk people, administrators, counselors, and teachers who all know who my kid is, uh-huh. right? We do homework. Uh, we uh, pray. We laugh. We sing. We take vacations. I need you all to know that. So when they're doing things outside of that, that are outside the character, it strikes something in you, and you know that echo isn't familiar, right? That's so good. So I get out of my car. I shake your hand. Right, introduce yes. myself, and then I share what my family's about. That's the third thing. That's good. Get out of the car, go shake a hand, and let people know what your family's about. Yeah, I love that. And I'm thinking about I'm thinking about my days as a single mother. Mm-hmm. That can sound a little bit intimidating. All I'm of going to be. Yeah, I guess all of it can be. All of it is. But but on the days that I was single and I did feel to a degree a little insecure about my family structure mm-hmm. when I would take my kids to soccer and there are all these soccer dads out there, mm-hmm. and I didn't know anybody, and I felt a little hesitant to do some of those yeah. things. And so I just want to say to the listener that might be a single mom thinking, I don't want to get out of my car, I don't want to shake hands, I don't want to say, um, well, I'm a single mother, you know, mm-hmm. but just to um, just to not be, not let the enemy steal that from you. Oh, oh my gosh. Because that's, I feel like that's what he wants for us, to be isolated mm-hmm. and to be... Um, in fear of other people, mm-hmm. but ashamed, ashamed, yeah. yeah, all those things. So maybe just, just be aware of those feelings can happen, and then just choose, choose to do it because I these are those are great, great, simple, mm-hmm. easy things. Practical, practical. Yeah. We can hide behind our cell phone mm-hmm. and not even look up and talk to another mom, or, you know, we can be a, we can be a light to somebody. We can meet a new friend. And, yes. And um, so I want to piggyback on two things you yeah, just said. Go. One, I think. Uh, the, the ashamed and embarrassment and hesitancy uh, is, is for us. I can see that as a single mom, and see that specifically as a single mom, right? Mm-hmm. Um, but even more for their children. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. And so I want my kid, my child, to fit in. I want them to stand out for all things awesome right. and nothing negatively, right? <laughs> right? Right. I want them to to go play hard, learn well and kind of keep these outside distractions from uh, preventing them from being the best version of themselves. Mm -hmm. And I think sometimes we look at those things that could be ministry tools and ministry opportunities as obstacles. Mm -hmm. And so that's the first thing. I think it's not only for ourselves, the shame that they could possibly feel, we could possibly feel, it's not only for ourselves, it's for our children Mm -hmm. as well. We don't want the other parents or uh, their teammates or their classmates to know that they have this thing. 
Right. Yeah. This, this thing that we've actually made a thing mm -hmm. because they're probably not thinking about it. You know, I've heard right. I've heard before like our kids don't introduce us as oh hi this is my single mom. Right. They just say this is my mom. Uh -huh. You know, but it's us that picks up that baggage and you know we just like we just wear it where everybody can see. Mm -hmm. We assume that. So yeah. that's a that's a great point. Yeah. And then the second thing you talked about it being a ministry opportunity. I think the ministry opportunity is twofold. One, you could possibly find someone that's sharing the same story, mm -hmm. right? Um, and I think that is the wonderful opportunity, the potential of building a relationship. Mm -hmm. So now I'm not the only single mom, single parent mm -hmm. that has a kid here. And so now that is the opportunity to build that relationship stronger. Yes. I didn't have it. I would have never known it existed had not I got out my car and shook a hand. Right. Right. And shared my family. Put the pizza down. Put the pizza down. Or take a slice with you, right? <laughs> yes. Whichever. So ministry opportunity, I could possibly find someone like me. The other is I give other people an opportunity to serve and to come around and help rally, right? And so uh, there was a, uh, a few single parents, single single parent home kids yes. that my dad uh, coached growing up. Okay. And uh, the kids were missing practice. And mom didn't want to ask for help to come get the kid. Uh, they couldn't afford jerseys. Um, missing simple things like mouthpieces, which are yeah. a dollar. Yeah. You know, just little things like that. Um, and my dad kind of pulled her to the side and was like, hey, uh, is everything okay? And she's like, everything's fine, everything's fine. And he's like, no, listen, is everything okay? And she's like, well, this is our situation, yeah. right? And dad immediately, without any hesitation, right, I have extra jerseys, I have extra mouthpieces, mm -hmm. right? Um, we can feed them with our family, like when we pick them up after school. Yes. He can walk home with, with my son. All these things that she was keeping close that prevented her and her children, her son specifically, uh -huh. from having this rounded life, this more complete, more fulfilling life, um, it now began to click because she shared her story. Yes. Right? And she didn't get out the car. My dad came to her car. Right? Yes. She didn't get out. My dad came to her car. And you know what I love just about this exchange is you talking about how your dad did that, mm -hmm. and now look what you're doing. I mean, he modeled that, and so you do it. It's just, it's... Like our kids, they imitate what they see, and they, they become what they think about. And this so, is so true. Yeah, I love that you've and your kids are probably going to do that, too. Your I hope so. Are, yeah. I take them with me when I do it. Right. I bring them along. Right. I love that that's what you're teaching them. That's, yeah. a, that's a beautiful echo. You know, it in, is. In your own generational echo kind Come of thing. Come on, man. That's preaching. That'll preach on Sunday. You can write that down. I'll take it. I'll take it. <laughs> it on my phone right now. So maybe, maybe, uh, maybe we talked about who's a part of the echo, what is the echo. Maybe I can tell you a little bit more about how this echo works. Yeah, please do. Yeah. So um, when I go into a classroom my and I meet my students, or my my kids' teachers, right? Right. Or we go to church and I meet um, the youth pastor, the children pastor, or um, aunts, uncles, uh, grandma, grandpa. Um, there's a way that the echo happens on purpose, and then it happens organically. Okay. Right? So um, I have uh, some siblings, and uh, they, uh, siblings and friends, and they curse around their children. Yes. It's a very open mm -hmm. environment. Well, that's not what happens at, at my home. Right. Right. And so uh, when I go over to their, their house, uh, I give my kids the pep talk, right, before we go in. Like, right. And there's some things you're going to see um, that we don't do at our home. Right. Right. Uh, and so now the echo is coming not from them but from my children. Yes. So they go in, and when they're around their cousins uh, who are using this language because their parents use the language, mm -hmm. or if they got it from school or wherever they got it from, they're using it. So now my kids carry the echo. Right. Right. And so now this is this kind of this organic uh, sharing. 
the intentional part of it, where it's very intentional, very on purpose, is like, hey, hey man, I don't care, I'm around my kids. Right. Could right. you guys kind of mold it down? Yeah. And they're like, oh, okay, that's cool. Yeah. Right. And and sometimes they'll do it. I have family and friends that do it. Other people are like, I cuss around my kids. I'm going to cuss around your kids. Like, what makes your kids more special than my kids? And I'm like, ugh. So you that, won't be seeing my kids. Yeah, that echo didn't, it didn't. It came back really quickly. I wasn't expecting it to come that way. But you have these kind of these things where you can example it. You don't say it, but you can example it. And people will see how you move and how you operate. And one of the things that my dad uh, never told me, never with his mouth told me to do, was open doors and pull out chairs for my mom. Yeah. He never... He didn't have to, did he? Son, pull out your mother. He didn't... I saw him do it. Right. And if that's the way my dad honors my mother, I want to honor my mom as well, yes. the way my dad does. So as a six and seven-year-old running up to the door, so I could reach up and pull this big, heavy door, right? My dad's at the top of it, helping me yes. hold the... Yeah. My, my dad would uh, lift heavy stuff and open jars, you know, just... Little things. Right. And so I would be eager to open jars. Again, it's an echo. Right. Right? Dad never said it. So you have this organic echo that happens, and then you have this very intentional echo that happens. Mm -hmm. I think if you're able to get both of those on purpose and organically, and then it just makes the echo that, that much stronger. That's good. That's really good. So I think that's how the echo works. The echo is you figure out what you want to instill in your children, what you want your family to look like, what you, what you want your environment to look like, not only what you want it to look like now, but in five years. Right. In ten years. Oh, we tell I tell my boys all the time, I'm really not parenting you anymore. I'm mm -hmm. parenting for my grandkids. Oh, that's good. So I let them know, like, please don't bring bratty kids. To <laughs> I don't want them. I, don't I already want. raised some bratty kids. Right. No, not really. Not really. Boys, not really. Uh, mom doesn't manage. <laughs> I mean, maybe a little bit, but <laughs> they're grown. But, yeah, that's, the, uh, that's how the, the echo works. It can be on purpose. It can be organic. Um, but I think... It's knowing what you want to do, what it looks like, and then trying to get that echo to reach there, mm -hmm. right? Because you saying it is, is good, and it needs to be said, and you them seeing it is good, but it needs to stick. And as they're walking away, you kind of want that echo to follow them mm -hmm. into adulthood, into high school, into marriage, into parenting, into church with their relationship with God. Like, you want it to follow them. Yes. You don't want it to fade off or fall off. Right. And the way you do that is you get people along the way to keep saying it. Yeah, that's great. And really, even if they, even if we feel like oh, my kids are not listening to me, mm -hmm. I, I mean, I felt like that. My kids are a little bit older than yours, and I've been saying stuff, you know, for many, many years. Yes, and yes. And you do feel like they're not hearing me. But now that they're out of the house, I hear some things that they say. Whoa. I hear it come back to me, and I think, well, you know, praise God, they actually were listening, mm -hmm. whether they, whether I thought they were or not. But right. you say some things over and over and over enough mm -hmm. and then they do hear it from other people it does stick yeah i mean you're opening the door for your wife because your dad opened the door for and my son for her yes he's opening the door yes. for his sister and his mom yes i yes. love it i love it yeah. hey talk a little bit about you know what are some pros and cons of the echo so we talked about some of the pros already just getting this um this this message of having these good qualities these things you want to instill, and then have them said over and over and over again uh, in different ways from different people. Um, my, my, my best friend, my son's godparent, uh, he's going to say it a different way than I say it, mm -hmm. right? And it's going to make it stick in a way that maybe mom and dad didn't say mm -hmm. it. 
grandpa's going to say the same thing. Grandma's going to say the same thing. So they put their own little flavor on it, right? I know when uh, I first started eating broccoli, it, <laughs> mom would just steam it, right? right? And then uh, the more I started eating other foods, I wanted my broccoli to taste like all these other foods, right? And so she would put pepper on it, right? Mm -hmm. And then she started using salt and pepper, and then sea salt, garlic salt. Uh, and then finally she came around and started putting cheese <laughs> she on it. She came around. She came around and started putting cheese on it. And it's the same thing. Like, we're giving our kids the core of what we want them to have. Yes. But the people around it, you know, a little salt, a little pepper, like little, and they season it up a little bit. But the core of broccoli is still there, right? And so the core of the message is that's, that's the pro mm -hmm. of it. The cons, the, the growth opportunities, or the things that we need to uh, keep in mind, is that when things are, when bad things are being echoed, yes. right? And so kids grow up um, in homes, in families, but with abuse, mm -hmm. right? Um, and it becomes normal to them. They normalize the abuse. And so not only does the abuse echo in the way that they see it, but it transfers to other areas of their lives. That's good. Right? And so if I see my, my dad um, treat my mom a certain way, not only will I treat my significant other that way, because this was an example, but I will treat women. Right. Right? Right. Non-romantic women, right? Right. Because people try to make it direct. But those lessons are transferable. Yeah. Right? Not only do I open doors for my wife and my children, I open doors for people. Right. Right? That's a transferable concept. And so if I see this happening um, at home, uh, it echoes not only from me, but then I begin to acknowledge it and see it, and it connects when I see it in other people. Mm -hmm. So now I'm looking for things that affirm this echo. Because if it's just happening in my home, I may be able to, to dismiss it. Mm -hmm. But if I see my dad's brother do it to his wife, it stands out, mm -hmm. right? If I begin to see other people uh, in music videos, in movies, yes. on social media, uh, if I see it at school, if I see it out in the community, it, it begins to affirm yeah. Right. And so it's this, this echo that happens intentionally through some avenues. I, once again, I think music, movies, social media, those things, they negatively affirm mm -hmm. a lot of things. But it begins to organically affirm when I'm not looking for it, when it's not happening on purpose, but other people are doing it as well. Yeah, that's good. And so for the mom who's raising children, mm -hmm. we have to really be aware of that. I, I love that you've given it. I love the putting that term in my mind, echo, mm -hmm. you know, because if I allow my kids to spend time with maybe other kids that, that maybe don't have the same family values. Right. And, Ooh, that's good. And it's, and it's not a healthy situation for my kids. Mm -hmm. I really do. Like, having that term echo in my mind, I can think, how's this going to echo back if my kids spend too much time with yeah. that person? Not that those kids are bad. Mm -hmm. It's just that's not the healthiest relationship. Right. You know, I mean. Of course. You know what I'm talking yes. about. Yes. Or movies or music, mm -hmm. just like you say, or you know, and then you're you're gonna have a teenager that says, "Well, everybody else gets oh, to do it." Oh my gosh! Like there's there's an echo heard around the world, uh -huh, right? Uh -huh. You know, you're so strict or whatever. But moms, we really have to we really have to think. I love the question, like, how is that gonna echo back for my kid? Like, what's what's gonna bounce back from right. repeated exposure to that? Mm -hmm. So don't be afraid to don't be afraid to say no to some of these potential echoes that your kids have. I completely agree. I would also say uh, we have to. Uh, as parents, be aware that uh, some of the things uh, that, w that we do may not be the best way that, to be done. Mm -hmm. And so being open 
to the way that other people do things, right? Yes. Uh, so um, my kids, they uh, don't eat the outside of the bread, right? Neither, mean, neither did I when I was a kid. Well, that's something that my, <laughs> my wife doesn't necessarily do, right? right. So they see, they see mom not eating the outside of the bread. And so they make a sandwich and they take the outside of the bread off. Right. Or if I make them a sandwich, they will eat around the bread. You know, so you have like this Or they outside. look at you like, can mom please make the sandwich? Oh, yeah, exactly, right? Uh, and so when they go to other places and they see people eating the outside of the bread, being able to instill in, in them that that's not necessarily the wrong way to eat a sandwich. It's just different. It's just different, right? And that's okay that they yeah. eat their sandwich that way. But also being able to, to understand and recognize and identify that we don't do that and it's not okay. Right. Right? Those are the things that we're trying to instill in our children, yeah. right? To be able to identify. And that's, I think that's why we have those conversations on purpose and we lead it by example, just yeah. kind of organically, right? When, I'll give you another example. Um, we uh, have some friends of the family that let their children watch certain shows. Mm -hmm. And um, they kind of take the mindset of, they hear it at school, they're gonna see it in life, so why not let them do it anyway, yeah. right? And I wanna protect my children as much as possible, being realistic. Right. Yeah. I don't want them to get out in the world and there are things that are happening that I had no idea about. You have to keep them locked up in order for that to happen. Oh my I mean gosh. like we, you <laughs> people say, Oh, you're trying to shelter your kids. I think no, I'm just trying to keep them alive. Yeah. You know? Yeah. <laughs> and, and it's it's almost like um well, I won't give it an I'll, I give tons of examples, but uh and so when they go over there, yeah, uh, they are the type of kids that will leave a room. Because they're like, mm -hmm. oh, we don't watch those things. Mm -hmm. And they're like, oh, you want to change the channel? And it's like, no, it's okay. You can watch that. We're just going to go over here and watch this TV. right? Yeah. And so what we begin to see happening uh, is that their friends will, will start watching different shows because they want them around. That's good. Right? And so, and, and, I, and I know that I, I would be foolish to think that my kids are always walking out of a room when we're not there. You know? Yeah. yeah. But I begin to see the rub happening on both sides, right? Yeah, that's good. <clears throat> and I think that's, that's really good for, for parents to understand uh, not only uh, when, when we send our kids out, we our primary concern is that they're not influenced by the world, mm -hmm. but we know that our kids carry an echo and that they can also be influencers. Right. Right. And so when we keep them, we protect them, but we also uh, don't allow them to go be influencers. Yeah, that's good. Right. And I know, I don't know how much influence they can have in three and four and five, you know, but uh, older, they get older, we let them go be salt. Right. We let them go be light, right? The Bible says, don't hide under a bushel. Yes. Right? You shine bright on top of a hill, right? I had just written that down about when you're talking about broccoli. Uh -huh. And I had really never thought about it like that. You know, you're, as parents, we're speaking truth to them, but other people are sprinkling a little salt on it. Mm -hmm. You know, we're the, we're the salt of the earth. We are, yes. Yeah, and so I think that's very important. When we're thinking about this echo, not not only will people echo on us, but we carry an echo as well. Mm -hmm, that's good. And it's this it's culture that clashes, this echo that clashes, where you get the shaking of the earth, you know, when you have these things that slide against each other, mm -hmm. and it creates this reverberation. It's this culture cl clashing, because echoes go out. Like, if you drop a, a, a rock in a pond, and it goes out and never hits anything, then it just continues to ripple. And it's a beautiful ripple. But if there's a boat out there and it ripples, then it starts to come back. Yeah. Right? And I think when you have this 
clashing of echoes. It's okay. It's all right. It's all right because we're trying to create change out there as well. Yeah. And we, we shouldn't steer away. We shouldn't shy away from that. We shouldn't lock our kids up. Right. right? We should prepare them. And we have all these aunts and uncles in the same same thing. And so it's in their head. And when they go out, they won't stray away from mm -hmm. it. <laughs> Lead them in the way that they should go. And they won't. You know? I do. That's, that's kinda, good. It's good. I We're mean, teaching them truth. We're speaking truth to them. We're surrounding them with people that are speaking truth. Yes. So when they're in a position where, they are, where they're hearing something, right. truth still trumps. Truth mm -hmm. is still the loudest voice. They can oh. still hear all the echoes, mm -hmm. but the loudest, the loudest voice for them is still the truth. And yes. then just like, just for the example that your kids gave, they, they get up and walk away because mm -hmm. they say, this is not true. This is not what's true for me. Yes. You know? Yes. So that's good. I, I mean, I'm thinking about a specific incident with one of my kids where I'd spoken this, this particular thing over them for years, yeah. years and years. Just this promise that I felt like the Lord had shown me for him. And when he was in high school one day, he came home and he said, he tells me a story, and he said, you know that thing that you've been telling me for years? He's yeah. like, this person said that to me, and they don't know anything about me. Wow. You know, and I thought, I'm thinking about that, what a beautiful echo that is. You know, you plant those seeds in your kids, and then they, they're going to they're gonna see what they're trained to listen for. This is true. So, and, and, we, and we started to echo out in simple ways, like when they're really young. Mm -hmm. I know we're talking about these grand concepts, these biblical and spiritual concepts, but uh, think of a, a child that has a, a name, yes. uh, and you tell them their name, mm -hmm. and they say it back. And then dad, brother, sister, auntie, uncle says their name mm -hmm. the right way. And so when they go out into the world and someone says their name the wrong way, because it's been echoed, uh -huh. they say, no, my name is Sire. Right. 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 And, and I've grown up with that name, so... Uh, Seer, I get seer, seer, seer yes. a lot. And my dad, at a very young age, sire, 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 uh -huh. sire, Derek, sire, right? But dad also said, you're the light of the earth, right? You're the mm -hmm. salt of the yes. earth, right? That um, you are iron that people can be sharpened against, right? Like he, he mm -hmm. just, all these affirmations. Yes. And when, when we send our kids out into the world and their family and their friends and their coaches and their teachers are all saying the same thing. You can't tell that kid nothing. Right, right. You can't tell them they're not smart. They're not brilliant. Right. They're not beautiful. They're not strong. They're not a child of God. They're not wonderfully and fearfully made, right? That they were not known before they were created in the womb. You cannot tell them that God doesn't walk with them and speak with them, that they don't hear his you voice. You can tell them and they absolutely <sighs> reject it as false because wow. that's not what they know in their knower. You know what you've already told. This is echo. Yeah. The echo is powerful. I love it. Yeah. I love it. You should write a book. <gasps> you probably have one written, don't you? I've written two. <laughs> no, I've written a couple. Well, not on the echo. Yet. Well, you should write one on the echo. I would buy it. Okay. I would give it away. That's awesome. We could co-write. Let's co-write. <laughs> That'd be good. I'm just trying to get the rest of my kids out of the house. <laughs> <laughs> like baby steps. First things first. <laughs> two down, two to go. Oh, Derek, that was really good. I super enjoyed that. Thank you. Do you, sure. you want to add any final thoughts before we wrap it up? We're almost out of time. Yeah, I know that um, we've kind of dropped some scripture in there, uh, as we always do. You know, we don't want to come and talk about concepts, not give glory to God. Mm -hmm. um, but when I think about this echo, I think about uh, God creating uh, the earth and everything that's ever going to be bid in the earth 
was put in there then. Mm-hmm. And every tree, every blade of grass was created back then. And so creation echoes, That's right? So good. I love Light that. echoes, right? Uh, the wind that is in the earth, the same wind that's here now was there then. And so God has this concept of using himself throughout scripture to echo his, his creation, to echo words that he said, right? He's like, okay, uh, I, sa- I said it, but you didn't get it, right? Let me send my son, right? And he's going to say what I've been saying. And Jesus was like, okay, you, I got to go. But yeah. I'm going to leave somebody else that's going to echo. Oh, that's so good. Right? I have goosebumps. <laughs> it's going to echo. This is a, the, the, the God's concept. Of, I'm not just going to say it once. I'm going to say it again and again and again until you get it. Mm-hmm. Right? I'm going to part seas. I'm going to hold the sun's stand still so that you can get it. I'm going to part the earth until you get it. I'm going to send kings. I'm going to send prophets. I'm going to send apostles until you get it. Yeah. I'm going to keep saying it over and over again until you realize that you are engrafted into this wonderful family of mine, right? And I think that if we can get that concept with our children, mm-hmm. they will rise up and be strong men and women of God, and they will carry the echo out to their children, and they will carry the echo out into the ends of the earth. That's so good. I think it's powerful. It's really powerful. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a little bit... I wish we had another half hour on that topic because you you bring some great, great thoughts. And um, I just want to say, moms, I do hope that you've been encouraged today with just the thought of the echo because surely there's a network of people in your life that you can get to come alongside you and you can partner with them and say, these are the things that I'm, these are the truths that I'm speaking to my kid. And I would love it as you interact with my kid if you can, if you can back me up, if you can speak the same thing over them. And if you're a single mom and you feel like a little bit nervous about asking for that, let me just tell you, I, I was a single mother and I totally get that, but um, that's our calling as moms. You know, like protect what you love and one way we do that is to surround our kids with people who are bringing the same message and echoing the love of Jesus to Amen. them. So I love that. So let me leave you with this final thought. Um, I love what you said, get out of the car, mm-hmm. shake a hand. Mm-hmm. Those things, when we do all those things and we, we build this network of echo, that really does strengthen family identity. And you don't have to have another adult in the house to have family identity. My mom was a single mother, and we had amazing family identity because she did just what you're talking about. Yeah. She made sure that there were people around us you know, that were echoing what she was pounding into us every day. Mm-hmm. And that was God is faithful, and he will provide for us, and he's never going to leave us, and wow. all those things like that. So um, Derek's going to be on another one of our podcasts, so if you've enjoyed this one, be sure and look up um, another podcast from Arise Ministries that he's going to talk about. And we would love to hear your thoughts on this topic. This was a, this was a super good one. I'm, I'm glad I got to be here today. So ask questions. Um, we can answer those for you. Leave us a comment on social media or tag someone and share this because I know there's lots of moms that could stand to hear this message just to be reaffirmed in their efforts and just to be encouraged to to kind of keep on keeping on you know because it's it's it can be hard raising children is it's not for the weak it's not or the faint of heart or the faint of heart (laughs) which we're all weak and faint of heart at some time or another when we're parenting so if you enjoyed our podcast today we invite you to subscribe um, share it on social media Be sure and visit our website at www.ariseministries.net. 
There you're going to see videos, articles, and podcasts specifically for single moms. Lots and lots of tools for navigating your life. So Derek, I want to say thank you one more time for being here, and I wish the, um, the rest of you listeners that you have a great day. Thank you for listening to an Equip podcast. To find out more about Arise Ministries or resources offered for single moms, visit www.ariseministries.net.